So the Maral said that there are three stages, which, which is, I find this, this is how I relate to this. He, ba- he based himself on the, on the mission. It's a mission named Pirka Aves, Pirke, Mishnah, Chof, Zok de Helige, Tana, Yudah ben Tema. Yudah ben Tema Oimeh, Yudah ben Tema Oimeh, Yudah ben Tema. Now, if you think about Yudah ben Tema was, Yudah ben Tema was a Tana. Tana, Tana is, Tana, you know what I'm saying, Dovi, when I say Tana, you know what I mean, Tana. The Vilna Gorn, Dovi was telling us, the, the Vilna Gorn made a reckoning at the end of the year and he, was bitter because he had lost three hours of unproductive time over the course of a year. Now, I take a deep breath and I'm astonished by that. Imagine having the awareness to do that and then have the capacity to differentiate between wasted and unwasted time and only have had in 365 days of 24 hours over the course of a year. It's, it's incredibly unimaginable. But if you say to the Vilna God, Rebbe, how would you rate yourself in relation to the, the Rishonim, you'd say, ha ha, the Rishonim, they were real men. Me, I'm nothing in comparison to them. And if you said to the Rishonim, how do you relate yourself to the Savaroim? Let's say, to the Goenim. I said, Goenim. And if you said to the Goenim, to the Savaroim, you said to the Moroim, you said to the Moroim, the Tanoim, and then we have a Tana. We have a Tana. We have a Tana. A Tana. He is saying, not he did say, he is saying, he is telling all of us right now, me, you, everyone in this room, he's saying, he's not, he's not dead, he's alive, he's speaking to us in this room, we have a chavusa, ben! we have a chavusa with Yudah Ben Taimah, Yudah Ben Taimah says, have a oz kenome, have a oz kenome, you have to be oz, you have to have the assertiveness, the healthy aggression like a leopard. The Kal Kanesha. And you have to the prowess, the beautiful flight of an eagle. Verotskitsvi. You have to be as swift as a deer. The Gibor Kari and his brave, courageous, powerful as a lion. To do what? Lasois to do. Ritsoin, the will. Avicha, your father, your father, your father, your father, your father, Shepa Shemaim, in Shemaim. Which means as follows Inside of you, Yeshai, you have power like the like, I don't know if you, I don't know if you gentlemen have ever watched animals in the wild. They are really, really scary. A leopard is this very muscular cat that can drag its prey all the way up into a tree. It drags the carcass of its prey. So it's like, it's not like it goes climbing a tree. Like, it climbs a tree. It's not like, you know, it needs a foothold and that can fall. With like a big, Back in its mouth, drags <laughs> These are like fierce animals. The way they prey on the animals is they they wait stealthily, and then they attack, bite them in the neck. They're gone. Overs could overs. Power. But that power is a analogy. 
So leopard is just an analogy for an energy inside of you. You have a, you have an azus. How do we how do we concretize it? Because you know it's hard for us to to deal with abstracts. Ben, it's very hard to to deal with the abstract thing. I need you to see. I need you, I need to use my senses, and then it already hits home. So let me let me watch that that leopard work. And that, and that's why you live in Tema. He didn't just say have a az, have a kal, have a rats. He brought an analogy because he wanted us to recognize that those, those animals embody an energy force and that energy force exists within us as well. The leopard is just a way of me gaining perception as to what my inner strength looks like when it's implemented. So what happens is that actually it's almost a, it's a U-turn. I turn towards myself, a U-turn. I look at the leopard and I think, wow, that's the raw power of aggression. That is so powerful. I have that power. I have the power. But who's my prey that I'm preying on? That's this lethargic element in my being that resists, that resists awakening. But I've got this connected there in, in opposition to the power of lethargy. I have this potency of a powerful beast. So I, I don't have to worry. Though it appears to be an obstruction to me moving forward. It's just a cloud screen, but it's a cloud screen. Smoke screen. Just, it looks like it's really scary and impossible. But when I discover my inner energies, my leopard energy, and then once I've overcome that stage, take that gigantic, huge condor eagle, the golden eagle that flies the skies of Alaska, the fish eagle that cruises over the plains of Africa and feel the until you propelled into flight swiftly flying through the air fast and furious you have that power you have the power inside of you to fly not to become trapped in the chains of inactivity bound by the bonds of belligerent boredom you can escape and soar upon the clouds of sweet freedom, like an eagle. So those are the two stages. The first stage is breaking the lethargy, breaking the inertia, getting it out, like a leopard. Then you take off. But then, she could just be soaring in the sky, you know, just be cruising on the top of a hot thermo thing. You need direction. You need direction. Rotskitsvi should run like a deer. When you run, you can only run when you know where you're running to. Otherwise, you can't really pick up any speed. You have to have a very strong focal point of, I'm trying to go there. And then you go, then you can head for it. Rotskitsvi is directional alacrity. You take yourself, and that's the next stage. You've rid yourself of the inertia. Now you're up, you're running. You're feeling free. 
Now I need direction. Rotskitzvi means head towards. This is all going. So how do we get to connection, to relating to what our Tati, our father, our Abba wants? We need to relate to Abba. We want to do what he wants to do. How do we want to do what he wants to do? With the power, energetic forces inside of us. We want to do it. We're drawn towards him. Pull me, pull me, pull me to your Ratzon. How am I pulled? I'm pulled with this power of a leopard. I'm pulled with this ease, this beautiful swiftness of a eagle. But then I need direction. I need to know where I'm going. I need to know where I'm going. Ratzkutzvi. You know where I'm going? I mean, I can shoot ahead. Then I get there. I get to my destination. And then I got to do. I need to demonstrate my power over the moment. Giborokari. The power of, if you've seen a male lion, a lion, I mean, they can be like two meters long. These huge bodies. They've got these, these, these paws that a lion with a knock of its paw, foreleg, can decapitate a person, just knock his head off his cigarette. They can they can travel meters in less than a second. These are these are these are these are not the king of the jungle for nothing, buddy. And you that's just a marshal. The lion's just a marshal. That's you, Ishai. Shmumotke. That's you. You're a lion. Gibor Kari, because if we wouldn't have the Gvur of an Ari, Bintayim could never demand of us to be Gibor Kari. You can only ask me to do something I can do. And therefore, he's describing our inner energetic fields. And when I hear that description, and I know that the powerful resources I have inside of me to connect to what the Boya Olam wants from my life, I feel... Totally energized. What's going to stop me? What's going to stop me? What's going to stop me? Someone can stop this lion? Can someone really stop this lion? I see what a lion is. Should we see what a lion is? Let's see what a lion is, Shimon. Show us a lion, mate. It's just one of those big cat things, isn't it? Thank you, Shimon. I think with that kind of elaborate description, I mean, who needs more? Who needs more? Like you could, we don't you know, exactly get them in London. Oh, that is a good point. Maybe you tell me about moths then. <laughs> Pigeons are fierce. You should see them fighting with kids. Oh, there you go. So you know your your family references pigeons, and you're already scared. Now we're not even we haven't even graduated to like to like you know land animals. Uh, <laughs> oh, don't tell me about swans. Swans, uh, swans. So I'm saying it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not simple to grow up in England with that kind of wildlife around. <laughs> you know, Shimon had a good friend that was, you know, pierced by a pigeon. <laughs> so I want you, I want you just um, recognize that. The overall point that we have been dealing with for the last series of sessions is the idea of 
really our own our own power. We spoke about the thought that kicked us out of heaven. And remember remember that Isha, the thought that kicked us out of heaven. So the thought that kicked us out of heaven is really an affirmation of we can live a different life to the one that we live in. We do not have to live in the hell that we create for ourselves. We don't have to do it. Because the 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 place that we live is not dependent on the events that occur to us on the outside. It's dependent on the interface between how we take them on in the inside. What do you need to be to be happy? Says the Mrs. Jaim. You need to be happy. One breath of air. That's it. One breath of air. And I'll show you where he says it. This time says this. I mean, what an amazing, what an amazing work. Uh, this is showing. Just somehow one feels that. Uh, an incredible gift to us and assisting us to recognize the treasures that we contain inside of our infinite beings. Says the Ramchal, When a person thinks about, and now he's trying to see that this there seems to be a correlation between appreciation and activation. If I appreciate something, I feel prone to, to do something, to respond. And the more I appreciate something, the more motivated I am to repay the debt of gratitude. So when the Ramchal descri- describes Rizus, which is self-activation, really not letting ourselves like, become subdued by the weight that seems like... Offer us the chomrius, the heaviness of materialism. Remember, we discussed that the first step towards spirituality is not a mountain in Tibet sitting, meditating. That is not the first step to spirituality. Neither is it delving into the mystical secrets of the Kabbalah, exposing the hidden spheres. No, the first step. To spiritualities. Get out of bed with gusto! Because that's a defeat of materialism. Quite simple. What does the material say? Come to me, my precious. <coughs> lie down and do not rise. And what spiritual says? Get up! Go! Boom! So one of the things that activates us is this thing called appreciation. Hakoras Hatoiv. How do you get that? By looking at the good you have. Looking at the good you have. We'll awaken ourselves, activate us. With the excessive 
excessive good that the Bara Ulam Chakosh Boch Oisem Adam Bakul Ais Bichal Shah Kosh Boch is doing us right now, right here. Right now, right here. You thought that John Kabat Zinn invented mindfulness. <laughs> Vanifloys, Hagadoilois, and the great wonders. She oise imoim esa laid adayem achoya koshbokadas from the moment of your birth until the last breath that you take. Bizundam svantikyo. Kikomash yarbalistakel is poinam advarimeda. The more you look at what you have, the goodnesses, meaning you can choose not to. You want to live in hell? You really can. You can choose to live in hell. It's not hard. You can literally choose to live in hell. And you can make your life, you can choose to live a miserable life. Or you can choose to live in heaven. It just depends what you want to do. Right now, do you want to say I can choose to live in hell? Sure. Stupid milk ran out. I mean, I went to put some milk in my tea. Before I made my tea, I checked that there was milk in the fridge. I checked. There was milk in the fridge. I make my tea. I pick out the milk. There's like a tiny little bit left at the bottom. There's no way this is the right ratio for me. It's way, way too little milk. I hate drinking tea when it's so strong. Oh my gosh. I, I can't handle it. There's no hot inside. You have this stupid noise behind me. Oh my gosh. This is a nightmare. Half of you are half asleep when I'm speaking to you. Oh my gosh. Just don't know if I can go on with this horrid life that I'm living. <laughs> Boom. I'm in hell. I'm in hell. Who's making me hell? I'm making it. Watch. I'm going to change it to heaven. Amazing. I mean, imagine I've got hot water just pushing a button. I've got tea. And I've even got a little bit of milk to sweeten my tea. This is amazing. I'm so happy. Oh my gosh. Mm. You know, it's a little bit like hard for me, but I just appreciate the fact that I'm in clothes. I can even turn on the aircon if I want at any point in time. And I'm surrounded by people that so many of you are focused on what I have to say. I'm so thankful. Thank you. Do you understand? Exactly the same facts have we done. All the facts didn't change. None of the facts changed. But how do I respond to the facts? I can choose what I want to look at. And when I look at Istaklus Barov Tovas, I live in heaven. And when I look at the Ra, I live in hell. So the Mrs. Shaim, who taught me this lesson? Byron Katie? Nain. Moishikhan Sato. Maybe. It's almost as if there's a sandwich between the two that they're complementary. The missioner tells me the energetic forces that I possess that can animate and move me. The Mr. Shrine discusses the underlying deeper motivation for me wanting to activate those powers. Why would I want, why, why would I want to activate my leopard-like affirmation, <coughs> assertiveness, power? Why would I want to fly like an eagle, run like a deer, and be as powerful as a lion. Why? Why? Just like, hey man, let's just chill. 
hey, this is chill, you know, like, hey, like, you know, hey. If you like, if you multiply the amount of times people say like and hey in a sentence, you find a direct correlation to motivation. <laughs> you know, like, like super, <laughs> super motivated people, like they don't have enough time in a sentence to say like or hey. <laughs> you know, like these turn on people. Okay, well, we're going to stretch out for our future team meeting and I want you to just put up across three points in exact order. Those are the kind of people that, oh, like everything's done. They're not going to say, hey, like, you know, hi. So it's just kind of like, you know, thinking about uh, the kind of like, hey, team meeting, you know, like, hey. You know those boys. You know those boys. Where, where, were, you, where, where were you raised? Columbus, Oh, can I was like, it's like slow, 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 right? Okay, yeah, Kirschbaum, that's right. Slow. Columbus, I don't know about Columbus, but in Cincinnati, someone defined the nature of the city being slow, that if you're at a traffic light and it turns green and the person in front of you is distracted and they don't pull off, you'll never honk. You just wait to go, go red and you just wait for the next one. No, true? Whereas when you're in Israel, when there's a half a minute that in 15 seconds, it could be changing. <laughs> so it says the Ramchal, if you want to turn on the volume and you want to really switch on all those powerful koichas we have inside of us, we stuck this over to us. It's focusing on the incredible goodnesses that we are given. He's given us every moment right now, right here. From the day you are born until the day you die. The more you look at these things, all of a sudden you feel incumbent to respond. If you don't realize what you're getting, if you don't measure each breath as a gift, so you say, what's the bird? Soft, cool, soft. What's the problem do for me? Do you know what I'm saying? What? I'm driving a Lamborghini. I live in a mansion. No. I'm on the French Riviera for holidays. No. So I have to say thank you. Shkoyach. Shkoyach. If I have something to say thank you for, shkoyach. I'm living a bit of life. Right? That's one way of doing it. But if you makir, marbeli stakel, you increase your gaze at all the goodnesses, what happens? You all of a sudden say, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You know, there are people, they don't have mobility, they don't have sight, they don't have hearing, they don't have taste, they don't have feel. So it's not to be taken for granted, it's a gift. Whoa, 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 whoa. I feel so, feel so overholding, I'd be reciprocate. How can I, how can I not? <laughs> what can I do for you, Borelo? Oh my gosh. Isn't that amazing? Only with a mindful appreciation, a curious investigation to the gifts that you possess as an integral part of your day-to-day existence can you start to develop the drive to reciprocate. But if I feel that actually everything I have is coming to me and the only thing that I have issues with is the stuff that I didn't get, I'm trying to figure out why not. Why didn't the Borei Olam cover this now shiny pate? With follicle foliage, foliage. <laughs> <laughs> nice, right? So, so that's what the Ramchal says that 
sudden you won't feel that you, you can't be lazy when the Borem gives you so much. What are you going to do? So, oh, Borem, thank you so much for doing this, for doing this, for doing this. Um, and what am I going to do? I just tell, so, what can I do to pay you back? Since you can't do good to Hashem, the very least you can do. What do you want from me? Uh-huh. Now he says it. See how brave you have to say these words. There's no man, regardless of what situation he finds himself on, he's taking an entire spectrum of human joy and suffering and saying, no matter where you are, from the highest places of indulgence and pleasure to the lowest places of deprivation and adversity, there is no one that's lips should stop for a second from praise and thankfulness. Why not? Let's see what he says. There's not a person from one side of the spectrum to the other that cannot see incredible wonders and goodnesses in your situation. Key. If a person has means, is rich, which is what we all are today, our standard of living is above the nobility of yesteryear, by a long shot, as we've discussed many times before. To maintain our lifestyle in a world of two, three hundred years ago, would require hundreds and hundreds of slaves. No? Just think, you go into your room, you switch on the light. How many people that would take? Wow. Well, we'll take about 20 servants lined up, waiting with matches so you can click and they can all strike the match at the same time and light the candles to create the same level of light for you to go up the stairs. And then you switch it off and all simultaneously go, and they switch them off. And then you come out again and they light them again. These guys are working hard day and night. And then you go to the, t- to the tap, to the force, and you turn it on. <laughs> You've got a conveyor belt of people who are standing next to the well, each one with a barrel, quickly, quickly, swiftly, giving it to each other, pulling it out, and so it goes through the spout. And then you, you want to have a shower. You've got to have the people making the fire to heat it. Oh, my gosh. You've got an army working for you. You've got an army. And you just put on the tap. You know, what's the big deal? And just turn on the tap. What's the big deal? Switch on the light. What's the big deal? Oh, my God. Oh my gosh, the light, you got light at night. Go running water, indoor plumbing. Back in the day, you left your house, you walked far away, big hole in the ground, that was it, mate. Not so geschmack. Stumtzach a bissel. Yo. Okay? So, whoa, whoa, whoa. We are rich, we are rich. We're multi, multi, multi. We are the kings and queens of yesterday. Kings and queens couldn't dream of living in the lap of luxury as we do. And I'm not talking about the comfortable home in the northern suburbs of Johannesburg. I'm talking about what you may see as the dingy room in Yeshiva. Yes, that's the palace that you live in. Shimon's critical. If you've got wealth and you've got health, you have to thank Akash Baruch for that gift. But what about a person that's tucker deprived? Ha'ani, chayavloi. So when we talk about ani, we're talking about back in the day, Ramchal's living in the 1700s. Ani didn't mean that uh, you get food comp- coupons and you go to the shop. Ani meant that you had hunger pants because you have no food in your tummy. 
and that you may not have a place to live and you may be crouching in caves and shivering in the cold nights of the winter. So what are you going to be thankful? Yes, listen to this twist. Person's poor. Person's poor, he's standing on the road, emaciated and thin. How should he feel? Grateful. What should he be grateful for? He should be grateful that when the man walked past and he gave him a scrap of bread, that scrap of bread gave him another, enough energy to live another few hours in life. So he's grateful for the fact that what were the chances of getting this scrap of bread? It was a miracle. Nesupela, whoa. Thank you, Hashem. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Hashem. Hachoyle, person sick. Bedridden. Back in the day, sick meant there's a good chance you're going to die. Back in the day, people got sick, generally died. It's called high mortality rate. So a person's hachoyle. What should you be thankful for? Al shimachzikoy, but koyivet cholyo. That the fact that he's not dying yet. That despite his wounds, he's still actually breathing. And use, use your brain to extrapolate all the other possible examples. There's no in the world, no matter what situation he's in, that can't, doesn't feel indebted to Akash Bokum. Now let's just work this through, because this is like, this is astonishing. I mean, this is, this is Josh, this is not standard stuff, right? Zim stuff, right? Yeah, it's deep stuff. You don't talk about this all the time. You don't talk about this all the time. And to kind of like frame it that a person can be literally in the hell of suffering some kind of <coughs> awful disease and he feels overwhelmed with gratefulness. That's like, well, how, how do you, how do you de- develop that solidity of self, that supreme sense of being that you could actually elevate yourself to that degree? I mean, that's astonishing. Um, there's a man that lives, I think he lives in Shari Chesed. I think he has Lou Gehrig's syndrome, which is like this extremely painful, um, debilitating and uh, disease. And it's, uh, I've forgotten how do you describe it when the disease is, uh, it has like a, gets worse the whole time. Degenerative. Degenerative. It's a degenerative disease. And he basically, over the course of time, became completely paralyzed until the only movement he has, he, I think he can blink one eyelid. And with the help of high-quality software, he's able to type by using his eyelid and a computer screen that reads the blinking of his eyelids, and he's written books. And he has... Um, proclaimed that his time in his state of paralysis has been with some of us for fulfilling years of his life. There's nothing from our perspective. But for him, he says, he can still blink his eyelid. Think again next time when you get upset about missing a bus. Just gives a perspective. And starts to make me think, how I choose to live in hell. What a stupid decision. That's <laughs> stupid. It's like stupid. Like, who, who wouldn't do that? He said, yeah, how do you like? You've got two, two choices. You can live in heaven and live in hell. What would you like? I'll go for hell, thank you. <laughs> You're like, your money or your life? That's a good question. Let me just think about that. Uh, life? 
How would you like to like drink the poison or have like, you know, blissful, delicious drink? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the poison. <laughs> What's going on, mate? What's going on? So you have to learn the skill. That's what we're doing. We're learning the skill. So I used to idea. It's, it's been like a week of this, kicking the thought that kicks out of heaven. We're going over it again. So you'll find that very often in our time together, there may not be that much new information that we share. We just a kind of, we just, we just churn over. We chew the information. We chew it. Right? We're really, we're just back to the thought that kicked us out of heaven, but we've gone like around and back and now we're back. Because it's a really important thing. I would like to live in heaven or hell. Where would you like to live? The choice is yours. Thank you, gentlemen.